Sunday, March the 28th. Welcome to the Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Hey, good morning, everybody. Trust you're all well. I can't believe it, you know, it's Palm Sunday already. Seems hardly any time since it was Christmas, and now, or next week anyway, it's Easter. Incredible how the days are going past. I think it's early this year as well, isn't it? A little bit earlier than usual. I understand that Orthodox Christmas in Bella's part of the world, and... uh, in eastern countries, that's not till early May, but anyway, here we are. Uh, Palm Sunday. We're not very good at the seasons of the church, and uh, always felt it was a little bit strange that when I was growing up, that on Good Friday you had to be really sad, and then on Easter Day you had to be really happy. And I never used to know what emotion to have on the Saturday in between. But hey, that's just me. I guess so. Palm Sunday. What's it all about? Well, there are very few references to palms, actually, in the, in the Bible. Most of them are in the Old Testament. And Solomon's temple was adorned with, um, palms on the, crafted into the, uh, into the doors and the walls of the temple. Uh, Jericho was called uh, the City of Palms. And I think it was Isaiah and Joel, they both prophesied about palms, uh, or used palms in the prophecies that they were making. But then in the New Testament, there's really just two references to, to palms. And one is the one that we talk about, Palm Sunday, when people spread out palm branches before Jesus on the donkey, riding through Jerusalem and claiming him as king. Hosanna to the king. And the other one is quite similar in one way. It's in Revelation. And it's, uh, and, and, and people in, in heaven were worshipping before the lamb, have spreading palm, palm branches before them. It is a sign. It's a symbol of, uh, of victory. And if you go back to John chapter 12, well, I love John's gospel, you know. If if I was stuck on a desert island, which I'm not, but I would want to, and, and was told I could take one book of the Bible with me, which one would it be? Which one would you take? I would take John's gospel. I'm pretty certain of it. Might give it a bit more thought, but honestly, I love John's gospel. I love the purity of it. I love, I love the... Like the, the simplicity of his, of his thinking, of his values. I love the way, um, that, uh, especially, uh, uh, he, he, he uses so many of the words of Jesus, um, when describing things. And, and, uh, you know, if you've got a Bible that has uh, the words of Jesus in red, are uh, particularly from, oh, uh, uh, say from chapter 10 onwards, there are so many of the words and the teachings of Jesus. And from chapter 10 
11, 12 onwards, it's really just the, the final week of Jesus' ministry before uh, his death on the cross and his resurrection. So it's quite an amazing, amazing book. Uh, chapter 10, all about uh, Jesus saying, I'm the good shepherd. Chapter 11, the death of Lazarus and then him raising him from the dead. Chapter 12, him celebrating with Martha and Mary and Lazarus. The, uh, the the fact that that Lazarus has been raised from the dead, all with this increasing intensity of um, those who wanted to worship him uh, around him, those who wanted to kill him all around him, a puzzled group of disciples in between. And you see that um, in the actual story of the palm. But before that, beautiful story of Jesus in the household that um, Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived in. Martha, she served Lazarus. He was networking beautifully. And um, and Mary, she was worshipping wonderfully. Martha worked like she didn't need the money. Lazarus loved like he'd never been hurt. Mary danced like no one was watching. <laughs> but they were watching. And they'd included into their household those who were not just their friends, but but their critics and, and even their enemies. And there were those who, who watched all this happening. And they, even more, they wanted to kill Jesus. And so the next day, he rode in on a donkey. Wonderful mention of the donkey. You know, there's no mention of the donkey that Mary rode on when Jesus was born, don't you? <laughs> we just make that up for... Um, for nativity plays. Wasn't any more a donkey than there was an octopus. Anyway, that's beside the point as well. <laughs> There's a lot that's beside the point this morning, isn't there? <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, so, um, when he did ride into Jerusalem on the donkey, he got, it's like a, a triangle of emotions all around him. He got the masses of, of people who were claiming him to be king. Hosanna! spreading their palm branches before him. You've got the Pharisees who were enraged and so frustrated and wanted to do everything they could to to kill Jesus. And then in between you've got the disciples who were just confused. They didn't know, they didn't understand the, the Hosanna, the worship, and they didn't understand what the Pharisees wanted to do either. So the whole thing was this triangle of emotions and Jesus in the middle of it. Well, I have some sympathy, you know, with the, um, with, with the, with the disciples in all of this. Because I'm a bit confused as well. Why the crowd should want to worship him at this point. And I think Jesus, you know, he wasn't over impressed, was he, by, um, by, by people's, uh, uh, praise and adoration. And he was very, very focused on what the Father wanted to do. And he knew that death was going to precede resurrection. He knew that life could only come after death. I really think that's the message they've got for today. You know, the the the, uh, the palms that were spread before him in heaven, uh, Revelation, I think it's chapter 7, are much more the fulfillment, the lamb, the one who was slain. And Jesus knew, was building up to this fact that he knew that true glory was not going to come 
by riding on a donkey through Jerusalem that could only come through his death and resurrection the following week. And you know, we're so duped, aren't we, into thinking that that life can just be sort of gained, that life can can come from some sort of neutral platform. The advertising tells us that all the while. You know, tells us to buy this product because we're worth it. Or tells us it's time now for something to happen. Or you you deserve to be happy. I've seen that all on adverts even this week on the television. What do they say? Advertising robs you of your dignity and sells it back to you at the price of the product. Hey, you're not going to gain life through just bolting things on. It has to come firstly through death and resurrection. It has to come uh, firstly through laying our lives down. That's what our baptism was all about. Those of you who believe in Christ to follow Jesus, just remember, you know, we were baptised with a dead and alive people. Death had to precede resurrection. We don't have life unless we first experience death. And so laying down our lives is something not just for one occasion when we're baptised. And it's wonderful, isn't it? You know, the scriptures talk about we've been raised, not just plonked back on the earth, but raised to sit with him in heavenly places. You think, well, hang on a minute, what are you doing in the park? You're back on earth, yeah. Do you know, we're back on earth purely as ambassadors for Christ. Our commonwealth, our citizenship is in heaven. And we're here to, to, to love and to represent Jesus on earth as the dead and alive people. Those who've been through um, baptism, who now live on the other side of it, who, who now seek to serve God in the purity and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So let's lay our palms before him. You know, let's give him true worship. But let's make sure that it comes um, through being dead and alive. You know, when I, I, I guess from about 25 for six, eight years, when I was 25 through to my 30s, I lived in a common purse community. 17 of us lived in a four-bedroom house. You can imagine we had our moments you know, there were times when <laughs> the queue for the toilet was just too long. <laughs> you know, needed a lot of grace and a lot of forgiveness. Um, and it was a real character-building time. And we used to say to one another to encourage one another if, if someone got frustrated, someone got angry, or whatever. And we'd use this expression, stay dead, eh? Stay dead. <laughs> In other words, don't let the old life raise up again, because we'd buried it with baptism. We've been raised up with Christ uh, to live with him forever. Eh? What do you reckon? John 12, verse 24. Just after the story of Jesus riding on the donkey and people spreading palm branches before him. The very, very significant verse of scripture, John twelve twenty four. Jesus said, Unless a seed is sown into the ground and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So, uh, wonderful, precious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, we come before you thanking you so much for our new life 
in Christ. We volunteer our old lives before you. We lay them before you. We want to be as a seed that is sown into the ground and dies in order that we may also, like your wonderful son through his death and resurrection, might produce life for the sake of the kingdom of God. Father, we bless you that through the grace and mercy of God, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, his willingness to love you and to love us, that we can have this new life in Christ. We bless you. Unless a seed is sown into the ground and dies, it remains by itself alone. If it dies, it bears much fruit. And Father, we would ask, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of God to dwell in, dwell in us in these strange days. Lord, that we might be the people you want us to be. Father, we seek that your blessing, your presence, your protection, your glory might be upon our town, upon our nation, upon the nations of the world. Bring recovery, Lord. Bring restoration. Bring fullness. Bring new life. Bring your initiatives, Lord, onto this earth in these days. Lord, that your kingdom might come, your will might be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Amen.